Hello ladies, how are you doing? I am so excited to jump on here. I have something on my heart that I just want to speak out into existence. Hopefully it reaches the ears of someone who needs to hear this today. I would so appreciate it if you share out our Flaw But Called Society podcast so that it can reach the person who is in desperate need of some encouragement, uplifting, just perspective in their life. And so I just wanted to jump on and remind my fierce sisters that if you feel like you're in the middle of a losing season, if you feel like you're in the middle of a battle, just to keep your chin up, just to keep going with full just strength um, toward the finish line because I know how weary it can feel sometimes. I, I know how lonesome life can feel. I know how hard it can get when you feel exhausted from battle after battle and today I was I was sitting in my living room and I was just blaring some worship music which can I just interject is going to be the best way you can find some perspective blare the goodness of God over your speakers so that the only thing you can hear is truth when your mind is trying to scream lies at you Put that on full blast in your car when you're sitting in traffic so that the whispers of the enemy can't even seep in because the goodness of God is too loud. Sometimes when I feel like I can't get into quiet time because of the kids or when I feel like my mind is rushing and my schedule is busy and when I feel like I have a to-do list where I can easily skip over one-on-one -on -one time with God, the easiest way of making sure that my mind doesn't wander is to get that worship music playing, to allow those truths to play over my head and my mind and my ears, even when I'm not paying attention to it, even if it's background noise. And so this morning I put it on because my three kids are home today. They don't have school on Fridays. And so it's loud. It's crazy. It feels like there's a elephant herd upstairs when they're running back and forth. It's just nonsense. And I can't really pull away for too long. So I, I'm blaring this worship music and and we're, we're talking about the goodness of God and how he, he wins the battle and he, he never loses a battle, right? And it hit me that someone right now not only needs to be reminded that you're on the winning team, sis, that when you link up with the savior of the universe, you're already on the winning side. That no matter what life looks like right now, we have overcome. We are the winner in this war. And you might feel like you're at battle right now, but you've already won the war. And so I was thinking, I'm like, oh wow, I wanna encourage someone today. I, want, I just wanna speak over someone's life today that, that they're on the winning side, right? And then I, I heard this said and it really hit me and I was like, you know what, someone needs to hear this. Someone's in the middle of a battle and they know that with God all things are possible and, and they know that he's the ultimate warrior and they know that they're gonna win the war, but right now it doesn't feel like that. What about when the cute sayings of God don't really hit home because your circumstances are screaming something else? What if you're in the middle of a battle and you, you think you're gonna win, but honestly, it looks like all the odds are going against you. Can I speak to you to remind you that God doesn't just win the battles. He doesn't waste your battles. 
He doesn't sit there and have you go through this for no reason. And even when it looks like there's no win in sight, even when it feels like you're getting pounded to the ground, even when you can't see the hindsight, he won't waste the battle that you're in, sis. He doesn't waste the pain. He doesn't waste the, the, the hurt. He doesn't waste confusion. He won't waste all those emotions that you're feeling right now. He's not going to waste the season that you're in. And sometimes we don't get to see the full picture. I often wonder if there are battles I have gone through that I won't even see on this side of heaven. That it won't be until I get an eternal view of my life that I will even see why I had to walk through some of the things that I had to walk through. But I will say that a lot of battles that happened years ago, hindsight has shown me how they set me up for good. And so if you're in the midst of confusion, if you're in the midst of just being bombarded by circumstances, by unfortunate events, by anything, sometimes even by yourself. Now, sometimes the pain I've inflicted on myself was from my own self, from my own thoughts from my own mindset, wherever you might be right now, sis, I want to remind you that you're not just on the winning side, but this isn't wasted. Nothing in your life is wasted. And so when you can't see the win, when you can't see the good, when you can't see the trophy sitting up there, when you can't see how God's going to pull you through, when you can't see the other side, when you can't see what's gonna happen two years from now, when you can't see yourself getting out of this place that you're in, I want you to know that even if you can't hold on or grasp to the wind that's to come, grasp to the fact that it's not going to be wasted. Your pain is not wasted. These circumstances, they're not wasted. Oh my God, if you only knew what your story will unfold to because in the middle of this trial, there is going to be light and I know it's so hard to see. I know it's hard when people come to you and say, oh, God's gonna work everything to good. I know it's the last thing you wanna hear when you're fighting for what feels like your life and someone says, oh, but God's gonna use this in your story. And I get it, that's exactly what I'm saying to you right now. But I hope you know, I hope that somehow, some way, these words can cling to you in a way that have never been like able to before, that you will see the purpose in this moment, no matter how big, how strong, how hard life is throwing things at you, that you would cling to the fact that this is not in vain. And every time I started to see that God wasn't just bringing me out of battles, but he was using the battles to set me up. It wasn't just me being saved like a little useless girl that needed God to come in and rescue me again because I got myself in trouble. No, when I started to see that the battle actually was a setup for a future success, I started to see it differently. I started to see that it wasn't going to be just me needing to be saved out of these circumstances, but the very circumstances that I thought were gonna kill me one day were the very circumstances that, that strengthened my mind for the next day so that I could speak into my next set of circumstances with a whole nother point of view, with a whole nother strength skill, 
with a whole nother like ability to fight. This isn't just you surviving. This is you getting set up, set up for that next place, set up for your next breakthrough, set up for the next level that God is taking you to. Your story is not one dimensional. Your story doesn't just get you out of this circumstance so that you can breathe tomorrow. No, this is going to be the breakthrough which unravels your destiny. You got to hold on, sis. You got to hold on tight. You got to start finding that perspective that in this moment, in this season, in this shame, in this hurt, in these tears, in this rejection, in this hurt, like pain, you're going to see that God is setting you up for something so big that the battle you're fighting right now is actually just going to be the foundation in which you build your life on. When I look back at my past circumstances, I often want to question God, why? Why me? Why, Why did I have to go through that? Why was it this? But now when I speak to people and I say, wow, sis, I've been there. Wow, sis, I know that kind of level of hurt. Wow, I know what it's like to be in need. I don't just praise God when I have overflowing in my bank account. I know what it's like to have 30 cents in your bank account and need to drive to the ICU unit to see your kid who's on his deathbed. I know what it's like to have very little. And that's why when I have much, I know what it's like to to thank the good Lord above. I know what it's like to praise him with little or much. I know what it's like to feel like you have nobody and a a crowd around you. I know these feelings because I've been there and I've fought these battles and I won't let this go in vain. So I don't know where you are, sis. I don't know if you're in California or Kentucky. I don't even know if you're in Europe. I don't know where this message will reach you. I don't know if you're lying on your floor in tears or you're just tired. I don't know if your problems seem so big and so overwhelming or if you're just sick of the consistency of ongoing problems. What I do know is that God is faithful. And it says in his word that he who began a good work in you will finish it. So if he brought you to it, he's going to bring you through it. And if he brings you through it, it's because you hold so much weight in his purpose and for his glory. You are not just going to win a battle. He's just not going to waste it either. There's nothing that's coming against you that's not going to set you up for a future success. It was said that the walls of Jericho, we often celebrate that story as um, them walking around the walls and trusting God. And on the seventh day of walking, the walls came tumbling down. And we celebrate that, right? He won the battle. The walls came down. But they say that how the walls actually fell were so important to the story and so overlooked that they didn't just fall, but they fell in such a way that it created an escape for them to get to the other side. 
that it almost ramped into the city line that they were trying to get to. They needed the walls to fall, but the walls didn't just fall. It set them up for the next part of that story. See, your circumstances, when you win, you're not just going to win the simple battle. You're not just gonna win this addiction. You're not just gonna win this financial battle. You're not just gonna win when your marriage is getting better. It's not just gonna stop there. God doesn't just have the walls fall and call it a miracle and call it faith and call it a one battle. No, he had the walls fall strategically so that their next step was just as vital as the ones they were taking around the walls. See, you can't lose momentum here. You can't grow weary. You can't get tired. Because not only are you going to see the win that you've been needing in life, but that win is going to also strategically put you to that next level that God has for you that you can't even see yet. Your walls might look high. They might feel powerful. They might be strong. You might be on your sixth lap and you might feel like giving up. But God's not going to just take those walls down. He's also going to create a ramp for you to propel to the next season that you don't even know that's waiting for you yet. You cannot grow weary yet. You got to guard up and know that this is for a reason. And so sis, if this was supposed to be for you, let us know. Let me know that this word hit your ears and that you needed to hear it today. Let me know if there's an area I can be praying for you in because if anything, let's unify together to say, you know what? I didn't say the battle would be easy. I didn't say it was going to go quick. I didn't say that the win is, you know, right around the corner. What I did say is you will experience it. And when you do, it's going to set you up to a new level. And I won't let you die in the battle. I'm not going to let you get tired in the battle because there's about to be a breakthrough that has your name on it and you deserve to experience it. Hello, I hope you're having a wonderful week. Welcome to Flawed But Called Society podcast. And I'm so thankful you tuned in today. I hope that today's message just will inspire you or hit home for you to encourage you wherever you might be, whatever day of the week it might be, whatever month, whatever year you listen to this in, that you will find some kind of encouragement just to keep the faith, to keep your chin held high, and you can look forward with faith and trust that God has something so incredibly remarkable for your life. Um, Today, I was blessed just with feeling inspired with how good God is, with how good his plan for my life is. And I know I touch on this a lot that he works all good, all the things to good to those who love him and and how he has just full protection over our lives and, and full purpose for us and how he he has us destined to be what he's created us to be and how he just kind of guides us and aligns us. And it's all really, really great. But sometimes in life, I feel like I'm like, hello, God, are you there? <laughs> 
remember me, remember my purpose, remember I'm supposed to be doing something, remember I'm supposed to feel like I'm achieving something or or doing good things. Do you ever feel like sometimes you get lost in the mix and you feel like you're not accomplishing anything? It's really hard because our society really pushes achievement-driven um, goals and has us just striving for more and more and more and and accomplishing and how much we can do. I remember when Pinterest became a big thing and instead of inspiring me, it made me feel like the worst mom in the world. <laughs> it was like, whoa, Susie over there is making, you know, mozzarella sticks turn into ghost buddies for the lunch and you know that home looks so perfect and wow I can't believe how they've you know catered that party I mean it was just this constant like if you didn't perform in a certain way you weren't as good as someone else and I had to withdraw myself from that thinking that God's blessings don't always show up in the same way that we expect them to. Sometimes God's direction for our life doesn't show up with him giving us a roadmap. Sometimes it's through our mistakes, through our trials, through our mess ups that we, that we get on the road we're intended to be on. Sometimes God will use the unthinkable in your life to produce your biggest celebrations. And so I think sometimes we try to put God in our little box, right? We try to just get him into our level of thinking. And like, I know I've, I've touched on this before in our podcast that, you know, sometimes we think if, if you've gotten, you've gotten a blessing this week, then that's from God. And if you're having a terrible week, then Satan's just attacking you and how sometimes that's the mess up. Sometimes it's, it's God's blessing for you to slow down and, and maybe you had to get that sickness and had to get that cold and had a clock out of work just to slow down and just reprioritize your life. Sometimes God works in ways we don't understand. And it makes me go back to how he distributes his knowledge and wisdom to us, how he distributes his, his blessings to us, how he distributes our next steps to us sometimes don't always come as clearly as we think. I used to work for a law office. That was my nine to five before I got into network marketing and came home. And, and so every day I clocked in and clocked out and I worked for, um, an elder law attorney and we would prepare estate plans for, um, mostly elderly people who were getting their finances and orders and just kind of getting all of their, their things lined up for what's to come after they passed. We create wills and we create these trusts and, and we would talk through what kind of kids they have and, and what kind of money they wanted to pass down to their kids and what kind of charities they wanted to give to. And, and we would create these plans that would come into place that after they were no longer here on earth, that their legacy could continue. And there used to be this trust and, and a most common one would be that if, you know, uh, two married people had three kids, they would just distribute all of their assets equally to their children. But then there was a certain kind of trust that you could make. And what it would do is say, hey, I want two of my children to get all of my assets outright, just in one big chunk. But this kid over here, 
this kid, well, he he's had issues in the past with drugs or he's had issues in the past with um, blowing through money or he's not as mature as the other two or he's not as trustworthy as the other two. And so instead of giving him a lump sum outright on um, just my death, I want a trustee to manage his account. And even though he's going to get the same amount as the other two, and it's not an unfair advantage or an unfair blessing, even though the amount is equal to the other two, his is going to distribute in a way that looks a lot different than his siblings. Maybe it would take $1,000 a month and give him $1,000 a month over a course of so many months instead of, you know, 10,000 straight Maybe it was for him to um, get the the $1,000 a month, but only some of it could be used as cash. Maybe so much of it had to be put into a savings account. Maybe it was um, smaller amounts or it had to be used in a certain way or, you know, it was, it was filtered through all these different guidelines. It started making me think that sometimes I compare myself to other people and it's not that I'm getting less of a blessing than them it's just distributed differently than theirs was and because it's different I feel like God has left me out or forgot about me or isn't showing up in the way that I expected him to and sometimes I have to have that real talk with myself just shame on you first of all shame on you for only running to God when it has to do with an overflow of blessing Shame on you for getting frustrated when you feel like things aren't going just as planned. Who ever told me that that was how it was going to be? Where did we start to think that God was just our fairy godmother and just made our lives easier when we turned to him? I don't know where we got that mentality, but it's so wrong. And sometimes I find myself frustrated at God for no reason. I should be frustrated with myself and my limited thinking putting him back into my little box. But sometimes I feel like what I do is I discredit God's goodness for my life. I discredit what it is to be a beneficiary of his grace and his love and his mercy. I I underrate how big the blessing is just because it came in smaller increments than somebody else's. I could I could see when I was creating these forms and these legal documents for these for these client of ours that gosh that must feel unfair. Like the brother must be mad at the sister or things like that. Like I, I would think of these things like, oh that would cause a fight, right? No. And the craziest part is it wasn't because they loved them any less. The parents would sit at the table and explain to us, this is going to be for the best for him. Because I want to see him succeed and I want him to have my money and I want him to have the assets that we've worked our whole lives to accumulate. I want him to possess what we have. But I want him to enjoy it in the best way possible. So because of that, it's going to look like we're restricting him. It's going to look like we're holding back. It look, It's going to look like there's so many rules and regulations. But it's not because he's any less loved. And it's not because we want to hold back from him. We want him to experience it in the best way possible. 
Because we know if we gave him 50000 he might go buy the latest sports car and blow right through it and not have anything to say for it. But if we give him $1,000 you know, a week, then we know we're going to set up his family for more success and they'll be able to save and be able to get on their feet and, they, and be able to make better decisions. I want you to look at God as the trustee. He wrote this plan for you. And it might look different than so-and-so's down the street or your neighbors or the, the other moms at the school or, you know, your family members or your siblings. It might look different than your best friends and, and your marriage might like not be the same and your kids might not act the same and, and your finances might not look the same as someone else's. But it doesn't discredit that you are part of the prize. You are still a beneficiary. That he still has your back. It might be distributed different, but it's nothing less than anybody else. And I wanted to encourage someone today because sometimes we get so caught up in comparison. We get so caught up in not even just how other people look or how their kids behave or things like that. Like, just like, like face level comparison but sometimes I feel like we question God on how he's distributing his power and his grace God why am I not as gifted as this person why can't I succeed like this person why can't I get through with this person why can't my voice be heard like that person am I alone in this Or can you relate? Do you find yourself frustrated and you're in the middle of blessing and you don't even realize it because your frustration has taken over? I often wonder if we're missing out on our inheritance as we speak simply because it was distributed differently than we wanted it to be. We have to sometimes let go of the reins of controlling our lives as if we're God himself. If we're going to trust God and if we're going to say that we love him and we want what he wants and we trust his plans and we're going to have faith and we're going to have this, then we can't control the way that our lives turn out. We can't take back the reins and say, well, I... I expected a blessing by now. I expected things to be different by now. To me, coming from a family that, you know, always was fighting to make ends meet and always giving their life for ministry and watching my dad, you know, be a pastor for pennies, really not, not accruing this big, you know, trust fund that's going to be able to be passed down. When I would prepare these documents, I used to think, wow, these kids are just so blessed. They have no idea like just how great this would be just to be passed all this money. But I also saw how so many people were so upset with their inheritance because it didn't come the way they expected it to. I don't want to lose out on my inheritance simply because I can't control it. 
I want to know that my father knows best for me. He's going to distribute what I need when I need it. And if I want to live by faith, then I have to have faith that if I don't have it right now, then that means I don't need it right now. And so I just wanted to encourage anyone listening today that it might come different and it might look different, but that does not mean it's any less than that God still has your back, that God still has something so great for you, that God has prepared an amazing plan for your life. And he has all the little details and all the big details figured out. And he knows you. He knows you better than anyone else. Can you trust his blessing? Can you trust his instruction? Can you trust when he's giving out an overpouring over your life and can you trust when he's withholding can you trust in little and can you trust with much are you trustworthy of the inheritance he has for you